0: Amen. We're going to be in Romans chapter 8, and this is part 2 of faithful and the gift of no. We dealt with the gift of no condemnation, which is verse 1 and verse 2. These are gifts that God gives us. And the second gift, verse 3 to 14, is the gift of no defeat. No defeat. You know, the Bible says that, well, here we go. Let's look at verse 3 and say, well, God's into giving gifts. What is the best gift ever? Like the best gift that you could give, right? Well, obviously it's a broken drum. What's the best gift? You just can't beat it. (laughs) The gift of no defeat. For what the law could not do... In that it was weak through the flesh. There was a weak link. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Jesus was actually the only person that lived without sin. Not one sin, fulfilling the law of Moses on the cross, completing it and setting us free from the law of moses with his grace the bible says in 2 corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 for he hath made him who is christ to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of god in him now jesus wasn't made sin for his own sin but our sins were placed upon his body On the cross. That not only did he condemn sin in the flesh by living a sinless life, but he paid our price on the cross as a sinless or spotless lamb, the Lamb of God. Verse 4. So we have no defeat in Christ, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When Christ comes into our life, he gives us the answer to the weak link. What's the weak link? Our flesh. Well, what's the solution? The Spirit of God. For to be, for they that are after the flesh, the things that you see, the things that you taste, the things that you want, do mind the things of the flesh. You know, you can tell so much about people, just listen to them, right? You can tell a lot about them when they just. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the The heart, the mouth speaks. So you can tell if someone's a Christian pretty much just by talking to them. I'm not saying that, you know, that's between them and God. But what comes out of our mouth shows what's in our heart. I remember some guy was, uh, he was messing with me. I used to work construction in Orlando, 2000. And this guy that I worked with, he said, uh, he knew I was a Christian So he thought he'd make fun of me, and it was me and him and another guy in the truck, and he goes, Hey, there's some country concert. There's going to be a bunch of girls there. Are you going? And I looked at him, and I said, I said, What? He said, There's going to be some country concert. There's a bunch of girls there. Are you going? And I said, What? And after about the third or fourth time, the other guy, the third man, realized I was just mocking this guy. Well, because, well, he was sharing with me some of the things of the flesh, which happened probably in the middle of Orlando in the heat, okay? So, but we can still live in Florida, but be a Christian. But it says in verse 5, there to there, after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. I like women, by the way. I married one, okay? There is a solution there. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. The key is to put the Spirit on top of the flesh. Let God be God. Seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God. And what? His righteousness. And then all of these things. Well, I need to get married. It will be added unto you. God knows you have needs. He's aware that we have more than spiritual needs. Like, a preacher, but I need food. So do I. I eat every day, okay? But you know that God knows we have these need of these things, but just seek him first. And the Bible says, though, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Really, the mind is the battleground. If we have our mind made up to do just the things that we want to do, that's what got us in trouble with God in the first place, right? But to be spiritually minded, the Bible says that the way of the transgressor is not easy. It's hard, But now notice something about being spiritually minded when we get that victory in Christ. Life and peace. And where's this battleground right here between our ears, right? The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse seven, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Isn't that true? (laughs) Someone says, said this, you're not what you think you are but what you think you are so if that's the battleground philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 gives us the way to have no defeat it's to change what we think you know unconsciously you can be thinking of many things that's why sports stars they can do all these layups and all of these and they're not thinking about it they're just they have all these unconscious muscle memories of how to do all these things at one time But consciously, you can only think of one thing at a time. Do you know that? Unconsciously, there's a lot of things going on, but you can control, not your subconscious, right? you can control your conscious. It's like, you can't be, I've I've joked around trying to be happy and sad at the same time, like, ha ha, ha ha, you can't do that, right? Just like your conscious thinking, you can't be defeated and victorious at the same time. So Paul says in Philippians four and eight, Finally, brethren, so if we change our thoughts, that's like our spiritual nutrition. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, Think on these things. And if you want more virtue and more praise, not only think on those things, but watch those things. (laughs) Listen to those things. Because when you listen to a song, it stays in your head. When you watch a video, it stays in your head. If they have have that, well, it was a good video preacher, except they had like one scene of nudity, but it was just one little scene. That's what's going to stick in your head for 20 years. That's going to stick in your daughter's head or your son's head. So, but we want to make sure we watch the right things and, and listen to the right things. Why? So we can think the right things. I want the, the right spirit. Because the carnal mind is enmity or an enemy against God. And we're, we're, the Bible says our gift is of no defeat because sometimes our problem's God, it's not the devil. When you're a sinner, your problem's really not the devil, he's already got you, it's God. But the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can it be. We can't follow God if we're thinking and doing our own things. So that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Doesn't it say in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is that god is real and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and when we seek god diligently by faith we're going to have a mind that is more spiritual than carnal so a preacher you can seek god between church services yes there's a song that says i woke up with my mind stayed on jesus I think my wife has asked me, is it, is, it, is it hard to get up early in the morning? And I was like, you know what? Now I'm tired when I get up, but isn't everybody? Who isn't tired? I remember not being tired when I got up. And then I realized I was late for work. I mean, I was right. rested. I mean, I looked out and I was like, mm, man, I feel good. And I looked and it was light out. And I was like, oh, I missed my alarm. I mean, I was like, I'm late. I mean, I can't even call in us, you know, but, but most of us are tired when we get up. But you know what? After just a moment, I mean, I'm good. I usually recite a scripture or something. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I'll re- I, and I just, I just bounce out of bed. Well, not bounce. Let's not. Let's be real. Bunnies bounce. I, I kind of move my legs carefully off the bed so I don't fall, okay? The 47-year-old bounce. 47-year-old bounce. But I'm thankful to get up. And you know what? That, that, that flesh isn't in control. I am looking forward to spending time with the Lord. When I get my coffee made. But I'm looking forward to spending time with God. And yes, coffee's first. Otherwise, it wouldn't count. God was like, I know you were there, but I don't give you any credit because you weren't really with me. Right? Have you ever had talked to your husband or your wife and you know they're not listening to you? I mean, they're right there. But they're not there. My wife knows when I'm doing it. Right? So, but the Bible says in verse 9, but you're not in the flesh. We have no defeat. The gift of no defeat. But in the spirit. There's the key. The weak link was the flesh. God gives us the spirit. That's what Christianity involves. It's not a church geography. It's really, the, if it's a geographical place, if the church is a geographical place, it's where Jesus is. And once Jesus is in you, then you are in the church. You're in the body of Christ. If Christ is in you, you've got the hope of glory. You're not in the flesh, verse 9, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you, Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So that is the key right there. The spirit of God. Well, how do I get the spirit of God? When you invite Christ into you, you get the spirit of God in you. You don't have like the body of Jesus Christ in you, right? So it's a spiritual awakening. It's not the same as the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For the men and women were saved in Christ. But he said, wait for the baptism. Wait for the promise of the Father. So those are two different things. But the Spirit of God shows that you have been saved, that you have no defeat. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. You know that when Jesus comes in, you know this body, and you can work it out. You can, you can get a six-pack, or you can get a, a six-pack on ice, which a lot of us have, right? And... Uh, but one of the, one of these days the body is is going to die and and i remember it's it's very sobering to think of yourself dying and i remember my pastor used to share one day they're going to throw dirt in your face and i was like man do you remember him sharing that once in a while he would share that and i'm like throw dirt in your face that sounds so mean but when you're dead that's what's really going to happen you might be in a casket but someone's going to throw dirt on your face you're going to go under the ground and are they going to lower you down And that's sobering. One day the body's going to die. And because of sin, because of Adam's sin, this body is going to die. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now it says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, here's why we have no defeat. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you within you, God is going to give us a resurrection. We are going to, we're going to raise from the dead. We're going to put on immortality. God is going to make us alive. And the God that can do that with our real flesh one day, he can do that down here by giving us victory over the flesh now, this old body that wants to do what it wants to do. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors to the flesh to live after the flesh. Some people, they, they think like, man, you owe it to them. And I I remember that uh, one guy, he wanted me to be, you know, a designated driver. I was a Christian. We were in the military. And uh, he said something like, I said, no, I, I did it for a little while. I was a young Christian, not wise, helping people go get drunk. I was not wise. I was a young Christian. And when I said no, they tried that. Come on, man. You know, you don't care about us. You know, people try to make you feel like you're in debt to live in sin. Another Marine wanted to borrow a bunch of money from me. And I said, no. And he's like, come on, man. Band of brothers or something. He tried to make you feel like, oh, you owe me. But you know what the Bible says? We're not, we don't owe the flesh anything. I don't owe my old life anything. I don't owe the devil anything. I am a debtor to Christ. That's the one I'm in debt to. And the Bible said, for ye, sh- if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. The Bible said sin doesn't have dominion over us. He's able to keep us from falling. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God and the daughters of God. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. Isn't that... This sounds like when I when I got saved and I got saved at New Testament Christian Church, I came in. I'm not saying everybody was perfect, but man, these verses and verses, I began to look around and I saw people with the victory. I saw people that didn't just come to church. They brought someone to church. I saw people who were excited about God. They lifted up their hands like they were at a football game or something. So a preacher at a football game, people are excited. Well, at church, I'm excited. You know that we can be excited wherever we want to be. But I saw the Bible living in people. And I watched them. I watched when I saw these Christians in the chow hall where we eat. And they were still a Christian. When they were in their uniform. They were a Christian when I saw them outside of church. Why? Because this Jesus gave them a gift of no defeat. God wants you to be a winner. You know that when we have our quote unquote friends that we want to pick on what we call them loser, you know, but, but really, uh, isn't that what someone said to Emma when she was in kindergarten? You loser, man, it didn't take long, right? public school right and uh emma you know shot back she said i'm not a loser i'm a winner did you say something else you can be a winner too you can be a winner too and i like that because said, god we're not a loser in jesus christ man if anything i lost my sin i lost my defeat because god gave me the gift of no defeat i lost my home in hell which was prepared for the devil and his angels, and I gained a new home in heaven. So in those things I lost. But you are not a loser. And quit calling yourself that because you have no defeat in God. The Bible says in Isaiah, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Nothing, why? Because of us? No, because of Christ in you. Nothing was able to defeat Christ. So nothing is able to defeat Christ in you. It's an, I was just, it's, it's current events, but there was a nun that uh, they're having, a, they had a military coup where the military took over in Burma, in, uh, which is near China. And protesters are getting killed. Not everybody has freedom of speech. And so the government was basically the head of the government, Anyang Suu Kyi, was put in prison and the military moved in. And so there are protests, and the protests are being shot and killed just, just in the street. And so I read an article about a nun. She went down there and just kneeled down right before the officers and said, basically, you can kill me, but I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to get off my knees until you promise not to hurt any of these kids. And I was like, wow, that's a good way to get a bullet in the head. Well, The uh, senior military officers kneeled down with her and they didn't kill her. And, you know, after they didn't keep their word, right? But that nun didn't die. They respected that nun, I think, because, and it's not a Christian country, but they respected, I think, in their hearts that there might have been something more than the nun kneeling down in that street. And what is that? God up in heaven you see the the weapon isn't us the weapon is what is inside us and it's all over the place it's on it's on uh on the news they didn't shoot this nun they actually kneeled down with that nun and talked with her and gave her promise and honored the god in her so you know what don't forget that you have christ in you so preacher but i'll never make it uh i'll never uh you know make it to you know this or this is going to fall apart you know i God teaches me many times, God's got you, okay? God's got you as a Christian. I remember I got a speeding ticket, and I had a CDL. So, what's a CDL? A commercial driver's license. If you get a speeding ticket, you have to tell your employer it's the law. I was new. <laughs> I was in the ministry in Orlando. So, here I come. I have to, I saw my boss in the in the... Uh, break room, and I'm like, I have to go tell my boss that I got a ticket. Doesn't sound good. And I remember I walked in. We're talking about the gift of no defeat. So I was like, you know, sir, I got a speeding ticket, and you know, sorry, you know. And uh, you know what happened to him that morning? Ha <laughs> ha! He was going fast. I, I don't even know if he's like going a hundred. He got a speeding ticket. I mean, he was still looking goofy from his speeding ticket. And so, I don't even know if he acknowledged that I told him that I got a speeding ticket. But what? God gave me some no defeat right there. God is going to take you. Now, I'm not saying you go out and mess up on purpose, okay? I didn't get my speeding ticket on purpose. It was a real error, but I got one anyway with the pastor of the church in the car, the pulpit of the church in the back of the station wagon. It was lovely. The brother's like, brother, invite the cop to church. I mean, he was mocking me. It was, it was wonderful, Amen. So, but no defeat. Take the gift. And you know, if God gives you the gift of no condemnation, it's useless if you don't take it. If God gives you the gift of no defeat, it's useless if you don't take it. So take it. God gives it to you. These are gifts from God. The third gift, verse 15 to verse 23. And there are seven gifts in this chapter. Chapter 8 is awesome. Romans chapter 8. Take some time and read it. The gift of no Fear. you ever seen those stickers? No fear. Well, I like the one that says, fear God. You know that when we fear God, we don't have to fear what man should do unto us. The Bible says in verse 15, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. God didn't give you that. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Isn't it Psalm 23 in verse 4? He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why did the psalmist say that, preacher? He said, if you keep reading, for thou art with me. You know that if, if you got your daddy with you and you're a little boy, you don't really care. You're just holding his hand. It's like, I don't care what happens. I'm with daddy or... Even with mommy. I'm with mommy. It doesn't really matter what happens. And that's what the psalmist said. He said, the Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. And he can set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's not pride. It's a submission to the truth that God will give us no fear. The gift of no fear. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. I remember when these, this man, I think, came into a tire shop some years ago. Lou Weber Tire. I don't even think they're open anymore. Up on used to be on Normandy. And so the man came in, and it was after lunch. I was waiting to get some service done there for where I worked. And so this man came in, and I think three boys came in, whoop, 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 right behind him. And I think they all sat down and like crossed their legs the same way. And I think they all had like jeans on and boots on. And they all had like the, the, uh, the toothpicks after they had been to some barbecue. This is the South, right? And I was like, you don't have to tell me that those are your sons. I mean, I can just see it was less like they were acting just like pops. And then the Bible says that the Spirit of God bears witness that we are his children we begin to act like our father and others begin to recognize us and they'll they'll ask you believe me if you're a christian for any length of time people be like hey where do you go to church what are they saying you 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 act like are you christian because i see a resemblance in you you look like god you act like god and good good news, we're joint heirs with Christ. Have you ever received an inheritance? I have. How much was it, preacher? I don't know. It, the Bible says, um, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I received that inheritance. It's on the books. I haven't actually received it yet. Oh, wait. Did we receive a... a we received a, a... Well, I guess I have. Uh, Well, that that was a a nominal sum. Okay, that was a nominal sum. But I'm talking about my heavenly inheritance. And I've received it. It's, It's in the word of God. It's on the books. And a joint heir with Christ means if there's a joint inheritance, that means I get as much as Christ does. That means they split it up. That's good news. That means you get as much as Christ and you split all this infinity up. I mean, there's going to be a lot to go around, okay? God has a good plan for us. The Bible says, "For I reckon, knowing that, Paul said that I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us." Now, that was quite a statement. Do you know what Paul suffered? <laughs> He said, man, knowing what I'm going to get, and he said, it's guaranteed. It's not a maybe. It's not, I hope the stock market's up tomorrow. It's a guarantee. Just as it's a guarantee we're going to die, it's a guarantee, he said, that I'm going to get an inheritance in glory. There's a crown of righteousness waiting for me. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. Now, here's some of the things he faced. In stripes above measure, that means being beaten by it with a whip. In prisons more frequent, in deaths off or separations. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. The Jews were only allowed to uh, beat you 40 times with with a whip. So what they would do to imply mercy is they would only hit you 39 times. So they wouldn't get in trouble with God. So they had some mercy, right? But the Romans... They didn't do that. When they beat Jesus and whipped Jesus, there was no 39 or 40, save one. They just could whip Jesus until Jesus' back was ribbons, okay? But Paul said also, thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice or three times I suffered shipwreck. A night in the day have I been in the deep. Now, I don't know about you, that seems probably like it could be more terrifying than getting beaten just to be out in the middle of nowhere in the dark, clinging to some piece of, you know, uh, uh, you know wood or something like that. In journeyings often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers. You know, I remember a story. There was a Marine, and he was on a ship out in the middle of nowhere. And he somehow, you know, a, a door came open or something at night. <laughs> And they didn't even start looking for him until the next day. And he was floating in the water, like in the Mediterranean or the Pacific or the Atlantic, for a long time. But he was rescued. It was some fishing vessel or something that came by. But you know what? I don't know. I mean, he lived to tell it, right? But I'm thankful Paul knew his Redeemer, right? God, he he got rescued. The Bible says in perils of robbers in perils of mine own countrymen in perils by the heathen in perils by the city in perils by the wilderness and it keeps going right and what does he say about all these things he said in second corinthians chapter four for our light affliction which is but for a moment our light affliction now any one of us would say that's more than like a little thing but paul was looking at it in perspective even if i were in prison my whole life the first million years in heaven, it would wear off, okay? This heaven thing is real. This eternity thing is real. And Paul was comparing what he faced down here, which was horrible, right? To an eternity in glory with Christ. And he said, "And he said nothing. This ain't nothing. You ever gone through something and then you met someone that's been through a whole lot worse and you're like, I ain't been through nothing. Like one man said, I complained that I had no shoes until I met a man with no feet. You know what? You you see someone else going through something else here, my perspective changes. So I got about one minute, one minute. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. We're looking for heaven. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because of the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption to the glorious liberty of the children of God. Now we're talking about uh, the resurrection. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Have you ever been just sick of what you've got to face down here and the limitations? And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves... Waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. God has a redemption, so he gives us no fear. Whatever we go through down here, you know what bullies use? Well, bullies use strength to bully. Bullies don't use strength. Bullies might be bigger than you. Bullies use intimidation. You know what that is? Fear. I'm going to beat you up, McFly. You know, from Back to the Future or whatever. Well, I remember when I was, uh, was a young man in the Marines, and someone, I lent someone my pen. I lent them my zebra pen, probably a $2 pen, except that I was on a ship. His name was Bradley. I still remember his name, and he was in the infantry. And I went to get my pen back after a while. You know, they don't give it back. And so I said, hey, Bradley, can I have my pen back? We were both the same rank. And he said, no, my squad leader took it. He was a rank up, a corporal. I was a Lance Corporal, lower. And so I said, Well, where is he? What's his name? So I finally found this guy on in the where the mess deck is on the ship. And he was with all of his other infantry buddies. Now, look at me, I'm not infantry. I mean, nothing about me screams infantry, does it? Right? So, so I might scream accountant, you know, but no, but not infantry. Not even military preacher, sure. right? <laughs> but well, but I'm not intimidated by bullies. I mean, Maybe a little bit because there were a lot of them there, but I wanted my pen back. So I remember walking up to the fella and I said, hey, that's my pen. Can I have it back? He said, well, what happened? His staff sergeant jumped up, this infantry staff sergeant who's a higher rank jumped up and he said, Bigelow, he already knew me. He said, Bigelow, is he pointing to his man, giving you any problems? The staff sergeant was on my side. You know why? Because I had stood up to the staff sergeant before. I quoted an order when he mocked my haircut, and I quoted in the Marine Corps order. And he called me something, but I gained his respect. Well, what happened in the end was the guy gave me my pen back. He didn't give me a beating, but he gave me my pen back. You know what, brethren? Don't be intimidated by the devil. Don't be intimidated by people. A lot of bullies are bullies because they're very insecure. And as a, as a Christian, you might feel you're insecure. You don't have a nice house or a nice car. But forget about that. Be secure in Christ. And take a stand in Christ. And when someone's trying to bully you around, and sometimes family do it, gently take a stand and be who God wants you to be. Don't be intimidated by fear. Amen? There's no fear in love. That's what the Bible says. Amen. God bless you is our prayer.